0: Hey, welcome everyone. It's great to have you here on part two Uh, in our series. We're talking about being refreshed, starting the year strong and fresh. And I've got Pastor Rod here. How are you doing, Pastor Rod? I'm doing great, thanks, Richard. I'm refreshed, excited for the year. Awesome, me too. And uh, today we're going to get into some of the nuts and bolts of how we're uh, staying refreshed and how we kind of build that kind of lifestyle. But maybe let's go big picture this theme for this year on refreshing, uh, where did that come from? What what, in, what, what
1: inspired you mm-hmm. to go in that direction? Well, you know, we're, we're here at the beginning of 2022, and um, we hope the pandemic is finished, but who knows? And so it's sort of like praying at the end of last year, What what what, what do we say? What do we think? And nobody can say when this is going to finish, but we know that God is able to refresh us no matter what. So as I was thinking about the Scriptures, it says that there will become times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Now, this is really important to me because there's a lot of ways we try and get refreshed, but the, the Scripture says that the refreshing comes from God, not from mind techniques or listening to this podcast or, or whatever. They all might be good, but there's a refreshing from the presence of the Lord, from God himself. I was interested in that. That really captured my heart and attention and I said, I, b- I believe God's going to move. I think there's going to be a move of the Holy Spirit and there's going to be refreshing on our hearts and our minds. So I just reflecting and thinking, I thought, that's the theme. That's what God wants us to say to people. Um, I, you know, we we're always preaching hope and Jesus, and uh, but there's a refreshing coming that is supernatural. I believe we've got to get ready for that. Was there a verse or something that inspired you towards that or? There is a verse. It's in Acts chapter three, verse nineteen or twenty, depending on your your Bible. It just um, Peter is saying, you know, re- repent and turn to the Lord, or, or change your mind and change your stance, and then there's going to become this this download from heaven, this this refreshing from God God's presence. So yeah, Acts chapter three, it's right there, and I read it, and I thought that is what I want. That is what I'm believing for.
0: Okay. And so, this, this refreshing, obviously, you just mentioned it's, it's of the Holy Spirit, it's from God. Um, what, what is our part uh, that we play in that, in that refreshing? Is there
1: some things we can do uh, that lead us towards that? Yeah, I, I think it's like um, in a lot of sports, people talk about being in the right position, so, in rugby, you've got to be in the right position to catch the ball, or baseball, you've got to be on your base. So, I think we have to be ready um, in a ready stance, a stance of uh, receptivity, of openness. And so, that means we have to work on our brains, on our mind that might say, um, Oh, sure. Is God really going to do that? We've got to work on that stuff. Or, or someone says, Oh, another year, and, or, um, I'm tired of this and I'm sick of that and we have to make sure that we're not taking that stance. We're not against those people, but we don't have to take their stance or their attitude. I want to take the stance of as that scripture said, uh repent or, or get or change your thinking and turn. It's like you're going to catch a ball. God I'm ready. I'm open. I believe the ball's coming um and in this case of course in that analogy we're talking about God's presence. Um so I think our, our our part is to is to to get in the position get ready get with the right people get with the right message you know journaling seeking God and and then there's going to be refreshing which will be a supernatural moment or moments because it actually is plural they'll become refreshings from the presence of the Lord and so I think our part is are you ready are you ready for for God to move so, is there anything that you do,
0: maybe towards the end of the year, or you know, early on in the in the year,
1: to kind of prepare yourself for that? Or, well, I always um, in Lifehouse, and I always teach on the thing we call journaling, which is simply just opening the Bible to the next scripture and saying, "God, what would you say to me today?" It could only be just five minutes, or it could be longer, of course, but the concept is, I'm, I'm exercising my faith I'm exercising my brain to read God's word but I do that every day that's not just the end of the year but I do believe it's getting ourselves ready and um now that we're in the new year um you know people talk about new year's resolution or new year's decisions well this is sort of like that but it's just beginning of the year is just bigger so every day is a little bit from God but I'm expecting beginning of the year for something big and I don't know what it is and I think most people have that expectation as a pastor when you preach about new things and people's hearts oh you know what what's mm. God going to say is there a prophetic word is there a scripture is there I just think we're heightened with a natural new gate we're going through the new year and there's a natural curiosity excitement so we're going to build on that so personally I will build on that too and say wow there's a new scripture or a new uh, emphasis. Um, I'm in. How do I get in? What do I do? And I think that I'd encourage everyone to have that attitude of: Can I read the Bible again? Could I go to church or online church um, again? Could I could I connect with people again on in connect group, small group? Or so there's that, and and that's what I do too. I, I just get excited about a new year, and um, you know, some people might say, but isn't this year the same as? any other year, or even could be worse, like oh, another year of pandemic. But I just think we have to clear clear the, clear the cobwebs, clear the, the junk, and, and get back to the raw expectation or hope. Christian hope is expectation that something good from God's hand is going to happen. So I'm ready. Beginning of the year is a great time to exercise this. Okay, so habit-wise, it
0: doesn't sound like too much is different. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, probably true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just, Although I think like New Year's Eve, I get excited and get get a scripture ready, like this scripture, and go to bed in the morning. I, I, I do think on the New Year's Day, um, no matter what time people get up, some people go to bed late, so they're going to get up late. I don't care. But whatever time you get up, maybe have it on your phone or a, a piece of paper, the scripture, to speak it over the New Year. I think... That's what I, w- I probably would do as I would speak it specially. 1st of January, 2022, well, I guess we've passed that point, but um, we can still do it. We can still do it. You're asking me what I did or do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we could do it now, you know, second mm. weekend or third weekend. We could do it now. We'd, it, it doesn't mean we missed the moment. It's just a trigger. So I think my point is have triggers of excitement um new year's day um going to church or um being with family whatever a trigger to to expectation i think that's the bigger thing like some big days but every day is a day i could get revelation i do have that habit
0: Mm. i'm just thinking for us here in hong kong we've kind of got two chances in the year to have a new year's <laughs> so, two triggers what sorry anyway. what are
1: they what are they richard for those outside hong kong
0: well it's the new year's the, the the kind of global new year's but then we've also got a chinese new year's yay come on so uh anyway. two bites at the cherry that sounds great what a good culture <laughs> yeah it's good more holidays yeah um okay all right so habits are fairly consistent maybe just I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a new kind of thinking or, Hey, it's, it's the start of something new. And I definitely feel like that, like with our church, like preaching to, uh, an audience in, you know, to our church in January feels like people are ready for new. Yeah. Uh, there's an, like a general optimism Ooh, great. Um, and hope. So yeah, I think it's a great time to form new habits. And
1: and I, as I talk to pastors around the world, I think it's a, a bit of a global thing, um, mm. which again makes me think it's the Holy Spirit. It's not just us. It's um, I've been talking to a lot of European pastors recently, and um, they've been through some hard times with the pandemic and a few other things. And but there does seem to be a real hunger for a new move or a new touch of the Holy Spirit, a new expectation. I think is happening, and my friends in South America are the same, and. Um, Maybe not everyone, but I just sense um, a hunger and, and, and um, you know, there's an appetite for, God, could you move again now? Uh, as opposed to uh, two years of pandi- pandemic and um, as opposed to that, there's a, yeah, there's been two years, but there's going to be an ending and God's going to move and and, it's, and we're going to be part of it. I do feel that is happening around the world. Mm. So, you, you mentioned
0: kind of basically that habits are fairly consistent. And obviously, you've been on your Christian journey since you were 19. Yeah. How have you stayed like passionate and excited about those,
1: those basics? I'm just absolutely convinced that the God of the universe wants to speak to me today. I'm convinced of that. I believe that. I believe it for you too and for all the people listening. I just have this this sense of a supernatural god that wants to speak and when he speaks it's going to be as a father, the father in heaven. And uh, I didn't grow up with a father in my household. So I had to learn this as a young adult that the father no matter what our natural background is like, the, the heavenly father is always with us. Will always speak to us and he will he will correct us too. He'll say that's not right or that's not going to help your future. There is going to be those restrictive words from God too, but we, we've got to be confident that that's also going to be, okay, if it's not that way, it's going to be a better way. I have a confidence that no matter how God wants to speak to me, it's going to be for a better future, better marriage, better job, whatever it is. And I've always been convinced of that. From the moment I got saved at 19, I read the Bible. Uh, in fact, I was reading the Bible before I became a believer for about six months as a habit, solidly, I'd read through the whole New Testament before I gave my life to Jesus. I knew what I was doing. (laughs) Um, Well, I didn't really, but I I was a seeker. And um, I I just really was convinced that this wonderful Jesus was going to be my Savior and he was going to speak to me like all the people in the Bible. I just felt he was going to speak to me um, and he has. And every day is not the same. You know that. Some days it seems like. Um, there was nothing or I don't mean nothing, nothing because it's God's word, but there it didn't seem like a significant moment. Some days it was even just, do I have to? Yep, I'm just going to do it because I, I will. Um, and then there's some days that just explosive word and it just all fits together. So I do understand that journey for some people that say, well, I didn't get much out of it today. I would just say as a habit, it, it makes more sense. Because today might seem like a, um, well, I don't want to say a nothing word. It's nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing's nothing. Mm. But it's preparation for other words, and it fits together. My answer to you is: these habits are proven. They're proven to me, and I think without proven, I wouldn't have continued them, and I wouldn't be teaching it. But they're proven in my life. When I was first a a believer, I was a fireman, and then I was a salesman, and then and then I was a pastor. And no matter. What One of those three jobs I did as a young adult Christian, I felt God's word. I sensed God's supernatural power. Um, Not like, wow, every day, but it it, it was proven in my life. And that's why I love to to, to share it with people, that God wants to speak to you today. And it's going to be a good voice, a father's voice, and it's going to help you in your job, marriage, etc. So I've sort of gone over, I'm repeating myself now. But I just think it's so important that people understand this is not religion. This is not legalism. This is the God of the universe wants to speak to you. Would you give him a little bit of time every day? Mm.
0: So, I mean, you've seen the fruit in your own life yeah. then, I guess. So we're excited about when when things actually work and there's results like this is actually
1: changing my life. I And I can take some men especially men who just say oh I don't really believe in the Bible or I don't I don't get anything out of the Bible and I love to take them on a little journey with a few scriptures and say w- 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 what would God say to you from this and to see lights come on maybe over a bit mm-hmm. of time lights come on and, and and say to the men see God has just spoken to you you just told me there's something there and to see the people come awake come alive uh wow you was that God was Was that, was that it was, and they come back next week and say there was something there that, so it's proven, it's fruit there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think what helped
0: me to build that habit was someone, I can't even remember who, but someone probably challenging me to say, Hey, try it for a month, like consistently. Yeah. Like, and, uh, at the end of that, I was just convinced like, this is good. (laughs) Yeah, I can see how if I did this forever, like the rest cool. of my life, I'd just be moving forward consistently.
1: Yeah. And that's been the case. And we've got an app. Our church app is called Lifehouse app. It's a little blue color, very nice little wave in it. Um, And you can just open that blue book and it talks about journaling, how to start the very first day. And it's got a thing there, my first month, which I think you're talking about, um, the first one's going to be Jeremiah 29:11 which most people have read it says i know the plans i have for you says the lord plans are not for evil but for a future and a hope and we start with that in japan and i think probably hong kong and other countries because people need to be established that there is a god with a plan he's a god who is good and he's a god with a plan and and so the the, the first one with journaling we, we 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 go to that and we say what do you think? Is Would you say there's a God with a plan? And a lot of people say, I don't know. But at the end of that week, they might say something like, I think there is a God and I think there is a plan. So once again, there's fruitfulness even with seekers and people getting close to God and younger Christians. And, and I just really encourage anyone just to get that, the Blue Book app, uh, it's in our church app, and just have a look at those basic scriptures for yourself and say, God, what would you say to me today? And just think about it for a few minutes. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's it's life changing. And I've I've done that many times where taking a maybe a, one of our Connect groups or a small group through that just let's all journal on that one verse together. And you can just see people's eyes opening wow. to who have never really journaled before and like then saying, Hey, imagine if you had that every day. Think about the kind of advantages you'd you'd have in in your workplace or you know if, like if you were getting encouraged by God every day mm. in your marriage and all these areas it's yeah it's it's very exciting that's great mate
1: and i think like you know as a married man we can we read it to our family or as a parent jobs church god wants to speak to you right where you are today and even as i'm saying it right now i i feel the presence of god i think god wants god is a communicator He's a father. It's good communication. It's going to be good. And the passion just to hear that will change our lives. Hmm. Do you, just a p- very
0: practical question. Are you like a morning person? Do you journal in the morning or is it,
1: is it set or not set? I used to be a night person, but I became a morning person. So I've been both. Um, my wife definitely is a night person. She gets to bed and she gets the scriptures out and she reads and um, prays. Um, When she does that, I'm usually just reading something. But mine is I get up early in the morning and I get a coffee and I start. I just start, you know, my next scripture. I know where I'm up to, just next scripture. And then thinking and praying and I pray the Lord's Prayer, which is pretty fast, but in the Lord's Prayer, there's usually something I want to pray more. Um, Morning. Is the answer but I used to be night so what changed I just really wanted to um I actually didn't like mornings I know it sounds strange but I I didn't I I used to like nights I think it was because when I was a seeker I used to seek God at nights so I just liked the night and being by myself and sitting by a bed and reading but I I realized after a while that the mornings had to be one you had to win in the mornings especially when I was a salesman I I think that was the big time from night to morning where I had to leave the house by a certain day and go and visit doctors all day, which was my job. And um, I love my job. Did you have kids then? No, that was Was before I was married. Okay. okay. (laughs) Um, But I I wanted to leave for work at my best. And my best was after I'd spent time with God. So I flipped it, did the morning, um, and then... Prayed and said, "Right, Lord, let's go out to work today." Um, just a revelation. God is with me. Not every day was a great sales job, but every day could be a good day. And um, just just learnt the morning routine, winning the morning. Um, right there, never changed after that. So, if you're an if
0: you're a night person, would you have any advice for them, like about winning the morning? What? what
1: sh- should it look a certain way or i think i think you need a good alarm clock and you need to get up when it goes off um but you don't need to do like your journaling in the morning if you've just done it at night um i just think get up get it have a have a coffee or a shower or a run or whatever you do get into the day i i think the the, the biggest um hurdle i think to having a good day is just being sloppy in the morning for, for hours i think that's a I find that very hard to do that, then go out and be focused. So I think whatever you do, um, if you don't have a a time with God in the morning, I mean, I think we should all think about God and pray simply. But I think we should have a a routine and then leave the house on on time, knowing what we're going to do for the day, having a plan. So whether we do the plan at the night before or the morning, we have a plan and we work the plan. That's a different area of leadership. But I think we need to have a plan and work the plan to be successful.
0: So, outside of what you've already said, is there anything else that um, maybe even just totally practical, like not a spiritual thing, but, you know, that's part of your morning routine that you feel like helps you to get in that mode? Um, maybe it's not well, for everyone, but I
1: don't know, yep. just personal. Well, def- Definitely coffee. Um, I blend my own coffee. It's really good. I look forward to it. Uh get some good coffee. Uh invest in a a plunger or some sort of, you know, do whatever. But if you don't like coffee, obviously there's other things you could have. Um I drink a lot of water in the morning. Um just trying to hydrate. Um hot shower just to get the brain going, praying in tongues in the shower and praying and um n- know the time. Um and in a household you have got to know the the rhythm of the household too when you, when you when it's your turn for a shower, et cetera. So it's another reason to get up early maybe is to is to work your the schedule. I know you've got quite a few children Richard and so there'd be a morning structure that you'd have to stick to pretty tightly. Um I think that's fine, you know, um work your structure. And then when you your day off be as sloppy as you want but um I don't think that should be brought into other days of the week. I think that um that will lead to a bad start in the mornings. Mm. Yeah yeah that's why I asked you about the kids thing because <laughs> I was
0: a night person until i was i had kids and then I had no choice <laughs> It's like if i'm gonna get every anything done it needs to be before they're awake
1: yeah it's a good that's a good uh a good practical one there for you yeah, yeah. and you've got quite a few so uh that's times times four right yeah. so uh yeah I always wanted to be a morning person because I could see it would be productive. But, uh, yeah. Well, they. it's quite funny. And if you ask church, put up your hand if you're a morning person, put up your hand if you're a night person. I've always found it was about 50-50. But here in Japan, it's almost all night people. Mm. (laughs) So, I think there is culture involved in this somehow. Oh, definitely. Um, It's a very late culture here. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't be 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. And of course Hong Kong and Singapore and a lot of other cultures love going out and eating at night too. So it's later. That's a very different culture than, than Australia. Well, our retail
0: stores don't even open till like eleven thirty.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you gotta work in that in that culture. Yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. Um so w- what about anything outside of so we have our big three values journaling, simple prayer, clean heart. We talked a lot about journaling. Anything um that you'd say to to the other two or and then I'd like to go outside of that.
1: Sure, we'll see to any other habits. It's just starting with the Lord's prayer. It's you could say that in 20 seconds in any any language, but it's like taking a part of it and I want to I want to praise God or I want to ask for provi- provision or so prayer is not 20 seconds. The trigger is 20 seconds. But simple prayer can be prayed all through the day. It's integrating your 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 spiritual life and your work, your spiritual life and your sport or whatever. It's integration of prayer into the day. So it's not praying less; it's just praying integrated. Clean heart is where we just say, just every day, just let things go that need to be let go. Just just don't be be a Teflon Christian. You know the 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 thing comes off the frying pan really easy when it's Teflon. Be a Teflon. Christian let things flow off um, we're all we all get upset but at the end of the day let it go so that's the big three journaling simple prayer clean heart and I say that if anyone does that they're going to grow as a disciple of Jesus mm-hmm. if any church does that it will grow its leadership um, now we're not talking about every day having to do something it's a it's a habit and so um, if, when people miss out here and there it's fine but we're building habits for growth so that's the big three. Okay.
0: So now, for you, is there anything outside of the big three that you think's a great habit? Um, yeah, if I, I
1: just kept having a fresh. I think. Year? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think there is one more thing I'd like to say, and that is that we've got to really attack our brain when it goes crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of people talking about this moment where you know have had depression or bad thoughts or. I do. Re- I do think we have to understand this is real, and we have to have strategies. You know, it says in Philippians chapter four, whatever is good and admirable, think about these things. And I, I think there needs to be a, 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 a both a warning sign when something's wrong and a green light when something's right with our thoughts. A, a warning sign is something that takes us away from joy, or from family, or being too solitary or whatever it is, I think we need to recognize bad thoughts, recognize bad habits and say, that is just not good for me. Um, we could, Whether it's sin or not, um, it's just not right. It's just bad for me. And so we make decisions in our family. Um, if certain things comes on TV, we don't like, we turn it off, we don't try and watch through it. That's just for us. We've just made that personal decision. It's not helpful. It's not good. On the other side, green light is when we're thinking about this and we're feeling good and joyful and happy, think about these things. And so thinking about relationships and fun and joy and um, playing games together and um, being with a family, like thinking through and I think we have to feed the green light and put the red light on the other stuff. In other words, we have to actually understand our brain is a living organism that we have to make sure we're feeding the right things. There's actually an old, a very old story of a man up in the snow, and he had two dogs. It's not a very good story for some people because he he made the dogs fight, and uh, I'm not saying we should do that. But the story goes, uh, people would bet on the dogs, which dog would win, the white dog or the black dog, and the the man always knew which way it was going to go, and. Finally, someone got close enough to him and said, How do you know which dog is going to win the fight today? And he says, It's the dog I feed. And I think that the dog you feed, <laughs> the thought side that you feed, is the dog that wins on that day. So I do think that we have to win the war in our brain, renewing the mind, thinking on these things. Um, is this effort? Yep, this is the one that's a bit of effort in Christian life, but it's not about salvation it's not about salvation it's not about heaven and hell it's not it's not that it's just living a great life a blessed life um blessed life so I've got to attack bad thoughts I really do I've got to attack them and say that's 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 red light that's not for me that's the one does this get easier yes it does because again it's a habit and it's a pattern and so bad stuff I just I call it the flick of faith I just say no nah, if I'm on a train or something, I'm not going to do that. But um, in my heart, I mm-hmm. said, "No, that's not the one." And then start thinking about this. Um, you know, sometimes I love looking at Instagram on beautiful pictures of the Earth, or especially surf and waves. And my mind is on the beauty of God. I, so I, I'm, I'm I'm reflecting on on Instagram and stuff that I do like, and and don't want to think about the stuff that I don't like or Affects me badly. Once again, this is choices. So, I guess the big area I'm talking about is just daily decisions of choices of thoughts. Um, we do have to attack it. We do. We've got to actually say to ourselves, I want a better brain or a better outlook or attitude or whatever. You know, Jesus talks about, you know, blessed are those who do this before they get this. And so, being convinced that good thinking brings good things into my life. I do believe we have to think through that.
0: It it kind of makes me think about um, something that I feel like I've heard a lot more about over the last five years or so, uh, like daily affirmations or kind of speaking things out. Is, do you have any thoughts
1: on that? I, I, I've actually never yeah. heard you speak about that. I, really, I, maybe it's, I should. Um, yeah, I do that. I, I speak affirmations all the time, but they're usually in my brain, so you're not going to hear it. Um, When I'm in the shower, I speak in tongues and very positively and speak to God. And it's going to be a great day, and you're with me and blessings. And um, the shower is one of my great places for affirmations. Um, But when I read something, I I affirm it. So that's what God says. You know, faith comes by hearing, and hearing in the voice of God is one of the ones in the last few days I've been affirming. I want to hear that. Um, But maybe I should say it more, Richard. Maybe if I've missed. Teaching on that, it's just something I assumed, but I definitely believe in affirmations and, I guess... and also resisting negative affirmations because the devil's got lots of those like mm. you're bad and you're hopeless. That's a negative affirmation because no, that's, that's not what the Bible says.
0: I guess what, what I've heard, like some people talk about, is almost like a structured thing where I sit down, I've got a list, I read these things out. Um, I mean, over my life, kind of thing. Do you have any thoughts on that? Have you ever done that? Or uh, I've actually never done that.
1: I, I, well, I, pro- I probably have. I've, I've th- I think I've done everything that you can name in Christian circles over 40 years. I, I probably have. But the ones that reta- I retain are the ones that I think are the most essential. And obviously, that's not one that I have retained. Right. But I think if you're trying to beat this bad thinking, I, I definitely think you should do something like that, especially if people are being hammered by the devil about you know you're no good and well you need to get some affirmations I'm a son of God I'm a daughter of God I'm forgiven I I I I have done that there have been times I have done that and I think that um if you're in a battle it is probably good to put them on your phone put a list of 10 and just and just go through them because you're retraining your brain to equal your heart which is full of the holy spirit yeah I think there were needs for it I think I think churches should do it. Um occasionally I've preached a message. I've done a few affirmations and there's been a great response. Maybe I should just should do more. Um actually just thinking about it. Um but I think affirmations, you know, need to also nullify the negative. I've talked about that. But also when young people don't know who they are, um I think there should be affirmations of I am a son of God, I am forgiven, I am loved, I am um you know, Ephesians chapter one goes through about 10 of them all, all together. Uh, it's amazing. So Paul, some of Paul's writings are definitely affirmations like that. Yeah, I mean, I can
0: think of like when maybe people are going through temptation or an area yeah. of weakness, they'll, we'll encourage them, learn some, scri- like memorize some scripture around that.
1: Like yeah, kind of speak that over yourself every day. And and part of our we talked about the, the our app and then the blue book and and the and journaling and there is a section in there also on uh, en- encouraging words which are really affirmation scriptures so there's another thirty days people could just go straight through day after day and then next month you might want to do it again it's it's just speaking words and I think in there it, it's got little little parts like overcoming worry or overcoming fear or like there are if you if you got that, then use these scriptures. Now, scriptures are not magic formulas. We do have to put our heart and mind into it. But they're a, a huge uh, starting point, great starting block.
0: Did you ever put them around your house or anything like that? No, I didn't.
1: Um, I mean, the Bible talks about putting them around your, your, your neck or your head. I think it, for me that is, um, you know, figurative. Some people do. I don't really, I don't care. If I'm in someone's house and they've got them everywhere, I think that's nice. So it's not a problem. But our house, we've never done that because Viv and I have always journaled and taught our boys to journal and get a fresh word. And, um, but I think if you need it, go ahead. Um, Definitely. People often put affirmations on the back of the toilet door, right? Because you're sitting there right. thinking, yeah, what yeah, do I do? That's what I was thinking. I've seen that before. <laughs> But now they've got their phone, and in, it's instead it's sort of like a a replacement for, for those. Mm. Well,
0: this is this is a big topic, um, and uh, I think we're running out of time. So, um, it's been it's been great. Do you, do you have any final thoughts around habits and being refreshed and building yeah. this into our life? Or
1: yeah, I, I think there's there's some some there's a bunch of sayings that you know for a great life you've you've got to make right decisions and. I hope none of this sounds like legalism, but you've got to build in habits for a great future. You can't just keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. That's called the definition of insanity is life's just going to get better. I'm not going to make any good decisions. No, no, no. You need to see what God says to you and shake it out and, and realize, well, these are very important. So I would really encourage everyone to, to make some basic decisions that you can continue. Because it's not about doing it once or twice. It's about building in habits. But if you do, you're going to have a great life. There's going to be a better future, better marriage, better jobs. Um, I don't mean we're earning it with God. I just mean we're actually putting in the, the, the values that will bring that a successful future. I really want to encourage everyone come on, God is with you. He wants to refresh you. He wants you to, but you've got to get ready. Get ready. We talked about the positioning. Get yourself ready, and God will refresh you.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you once again for your time, Pastor Rod. Uh, Very encouraging, very practical as always. And uh, thanks everyone for for watching and listening and we'll see you next time for our next part. Bye-bye.